Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. My name is still Joseph Scrimshaw. Today's episode features awesome comedy writer Sean Thomason and his obsession with Wendigos. If you do not know what Wendigos are, you sure as hell will at the end of this podcast. As you'll hear, Sean and I talk a lot about both Twitter and monsters. And there's a particular kind of Twitter monster that's been on my mind lately. And that is people who respond to comedians' jokes to let them know they missed an opportunity to make a poop or dick joke. Now, I'm sure some of these Twitter monsters mean well or just want to joke around, but here's the thing. A comedian never misses the poop or dick joke. We have dick joke sixth sense. We always know they're there. When you spend a lot of time training your mind to see joke possibilities in every dumb little thing, you are for sure going to see the great big obvious poop joke lumbering toward you when you're talking about Chipotle. If a professional comedian has not made a dick joke, that was a choice. I have two very strong opinions about dick jokes. One, I love them. There's nothing like a nice, high-quality phallus witticism. Two, I think dick jokes are like dicks. Just because you see one doesn't mean you need to go for it. Anyway, uh, now I kind of feel like a monster for complaining about Twitter jokes. Please, if I have offended you, by all means, draw me into your D&D monster manual. But enough about me. Let's talk about me in a slightly different context. Shows! I do shows! My next show is coming up in Los Angeles on Saturday, September 26th at 10pm. The show is called Comedy Dreamtime. It's my weird comedy variety show that I perform every month at Nerdist School Stage. This month's guests will be Ali Gertz, Lucia Fasano, and from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Mr. Dana Snyder. So please join us there. You can find out all the details on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And while you're there on my website, why not click the link to my Bandcamp page and by my new comedy album. It's called Rebel Scum. It is about Star Wars. And yes, Virginia, there are dick jokes. Thanks, as always, to Molly Lewis for our theme song. And now, with no further ado, sit back, turn down the lights, listen for possible demonic screams in the distance, and enjoy Sean Thomason's obsession with Wendigos. Hello, and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a beer and an awesome person, Sean Thomason. Hey, Joseph. Thanks for coming here and doing this. Thanks. Thanks for the beer. Oh, absolutely. I should say two beers. Because I'm not that big of an asshole. (laughs) He's got two beers, and they're both for himself. (laughs) Come watch me drink, and then I'll ask you questions while I drink your beer. Uh, Can you tell the people listening a little bit about, like, who you are and what you do? Uh, Sure. Uh, My name's Sean. I'm a comedy writer. Um, I've been... My main gig is with Riff Tracks. I've been writing... uh, Very fortunate to work with those guys for... Uh, coming up on six years now. Wow. Spending a lot of time with bad movies, as, <laughs> as you're well acquainted, Joseph. Yes. <laughs> um, and just recently, I started a job on a new uh, TV show called The Comment Section on E. Uh, sort of comedy based on the worst part of the internet, uh, The Comment oh, Section. Oh, cool. And it's Friday, ni- <laughs> it's Friday nights. <laughs> uh, it's after the soup on Fridays at 1030. Uh, and, and that's been really fun. Now, you, are you still submitting to Saturday Night Live? Is that still a thing that's happening? Oh, yeah. I'm, I've uh, contributed to that. Last, se- last season was the first season <laughs> I did that. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically, they have a ton of writers and contributors and, and, uh, I got the opportunity to submit and then, um, so send in a little batch of jokes every week. And is it for weekend update mostly? It's then? only weekend okay. update. Okay. Yeah. I think all the, ske- I don't know how the sketch stuff works. I think it's entirely in house. Yeah. Um, but they do, sub- they do accept, uh, uh, contributor jokes. Um, and they let you know how far it got, which is nice. Oh, really? It never gets on the air. Or almost <laughs> never gets on the air. Um, so assuming they're asking me back, I'll be I'll yeah. doing that again. This how is, many layers are there? There seem to be a lot. Because they'll, you know, they'll let you know, oh, this one got highlighted or this one got sent so far. <laughs> you know, this one uh, this one made it to dress rehearsal. So it's like, it's like, oh, with that one, so... 
you'd like to know. So was it specifically Laura Michaels going, no, no, we're not, we're not going to use that, you know? Like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a little, I don't know, being an, on the outside looking in, it's a little, yeah. there's at least a few layers. Is so. it clear the, the order of the layers? Like, do you know that, like, is it better if I got a pink star or it was spoken of in the bathroom? Or right? <laughs> right. The bathroom layer is the most important. Uh, yeah, no, it's, they're pretty good at explaining it, which is okay. nice. It's nice to get that feedback because, you know, obviously it's rare that you get anything cool. on. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. It's cool to just be a part of something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Even a tiny, insignificant part of it. Yeah, and I, I imagine a lot of people listening also just know you from Twitter. Oh, hopefully. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Twitter handle is just at the Thomason, right? Correct, yeah, the Thomason. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I wanted Sean Thomason, but some musician in Atlanta scooped that up years ago. <sighs> is he still active? Yeah, active enough, you know. But he has like 100 followers. I was going to say, I bet he doesn't have as many followers. <laughs> Very frustrating. <laughs> yes. There sh it shouldn't be fair. It should be follower-based. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I should uh, Yeah, I, I should get rank for unfair reasons. Yeah. yeah, I say that until there's suddenly a Vine star named Joseph Scrimshaw. <laughs> right. And they take away my Twitter handle. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we always pissed. have to be wary. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little cocky there. We're too close to the Twitter sun. Uh, so your obsession is awesome. I'm so excited about this. Uh, the Wendigo? Indeed. Now, is that is that the correct pronunciation? Is there a correct pronunciation? That's how I say it, Wendigo. There are different spellings of it. Okay. Um, the one I prefer is W-E-N-D-I-G-O. Uh, sometimes you see it W-I-N-D-I-G-O. Okay. So people then might say it more Wendigo as okay. opposed to Wendigo. Uh, I've also heard people say Wendigo. So okay. I don't really know what would be the correct original. <laughs> the last one feels like people trying to be fancy. Right. Like, look what I can do. <laughs> like people Wendigo. saying... Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo. Like trying to say things in a French accent like <laughs> that are very American things. Uh, when I was researching it, I always look on Wikipedia for the topic, so I have that level of knowledge uh, of people's obsession. I saw a spelling that was W-E-E-N-D-I-G-O. Right, yeah. Wendigo. I've seen Wendigo, which seems... Just dumb. It's odd, and I really like the band Ween, so that's odd, too. <laughs> Ooh, there, it's a Ween monster. Yeah, right. Uh, so for people who have no idea uh, what a Wendigo is, I thought I did this morning, and then I found out I was wrong. <laughs> uh, what is a Wendigo? Well, that's the thing about Wendigos, is that <laughs> it's... Uh, that's a question with a lot of answers, um, because... Unlike a lot of, I think one of the things I like about it, unlike a lot of other mythical beasts, there's not really a definitive version. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm into monsters in general. Like, I love monsters. The Wendigo is just the one I fixated on. And okay. I think it's partially because, like, the, there are... So what they are, I guess, <laughs> is that what you what I should yeah, try, sure. try to say? Uh, so it comes from a Native American legend, uh, awesome. Algonquin. Uh, and uh, the basic idea is it's a vengeful spirit that is driven by an insatiable hunger for human flesh. Uh, and it once started as a human. Okay. Now, there's a couple different ways. Um, the most the most common version of how you become a Wendigo is that you eat another person's flesh. So it's sort of an anti-cannibalism myth. Okay. The way that myths would serve a purpose in a culture to tell people what not to do. Yes, yeah, so don't eat. Sam. Right. Or right. Into Wendigo. Exactly. Probably wasn't called Sam. But right. That was the first name that came to mind. Yeah, Sam with deer. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, well, and you, you know, you understand living in a culture where maybe food could be hard to come by. Yeah. It might be harder. It's, the, the myths are all based around like the Great Lakes, right? Yeah. Like really frozen, horrible, cold places. The kind of places that drive you to eat people. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing else around. You go a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and so that's the way you usually become. That's the way you usually become a Wendigo. <laughs> Is, Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Uh, is by eating someone. So it's like, a, so then you spend the rest. But it's sort of like a weird pay it forward because then <laughs> because then you wind up eating more people. Like the punishment. Right. But it's that you're forever hungry. Like it's like a miserable sort of hellish existence. So it, it's, it's a lesson in the same way of like, oh, I caught my kid smoking. I'm going to make him smoke the whole pack. Exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Right. You, you like this? Well, you're going to get a lot of it now. <laughs> you're going to be eating nothing but human. Yeah. Uh, the other way, which I haven't seen as much, but I found. I only learned about it a couple years ago, and I think it's really interesting, that just by being too greedy, you could oh, become a Wendigo. So it's okay. a punishment for greed. Right. You don't even necessarily have to eat someone. Right, so um, kind of a, the full consumption of everything around you through right. greed. You start eating people because you're so greedy. And I, I, I just like the idea of a myth discouraging greed. I think that's yeah. cool, too. Yeah. And now, there's a lot of different physical uh, appearances for oh, Wendigos, yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah. So what, which one do you like... <laughs> the one that I see in my head um, 
as the number one is the drawing from uh, a Dungeons and Dragons monster <laughs> manual from high school, which really burned into my head, which is sort of like, it's like a deer-like, it's a, it's a humanoid creature, it stands on two feet, mm-hmm. uh, it has sort of a deer-like head with antlers, um, but it's dead looking, and like you can see its insides kind of, like its oh, okay. rib cage is exposed, and you can see its like black heart inside. So it's sort of rotting... Uh, emaciated with a deer head. Yeah, it's a big scary deer man, <laughs> I guess, and that's that's my favorite version okay. of it. But if you look at the, there's lots of different ones. Like um, sometimes you'll see it where it's just more of like a a really scary looking person with antlers. Okay, the antlers to me are the most important thing. Yeah, the antlers are the unifying like, thing. Yeah, and that's cool. That's interesting because it is that strange mashup, like you're saying, of like uh, the question with uh, many different answers that it has all these different images associated with it as well as these sort of different ideas of like well it's a demonic spirit but a human can become one right so then that makes me go all pedantic of like well does the demon spirit merge with the person <laughs> <laughs> right they just floating around waiting to is, like bond is the demon in the antlers <laughs> <laughs> right yeah why deer because it's not like deer eat people <laughs> like, yeah no no yeah but they're but they're clearly associated with that area of right. north america and canada Right. Great Lakes. So I guess antler animal just symbolizes wildness or something. Yeah, or may- yeah, maybe a kind of a combination of wildness and demonic. I don't know if the horns imagery that sort of European people have for demons or Satan, I don't know if that was in Algonquin huh. myth, that horns equaled evil. Interesting, yeah. I wonder, though, if like antlers are their version of like devil horns. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Totally could be. Yeah. Yeah, I think the antlers are important, which is why one of the other more pop, one of the other versions of a Wendigo uh, I ever saw, well, that I saw early on in high school was the Marvel Comics version. Right. There's a Marvel Comics villain called Wendigo, and that's the one that fucked me up on thinking what yeah. I knew what a Wendigo was. Totally. Because it's like, oh, it's like a pasty white Bigfoot. Yeah, Got it. it's just a Bigfoot, and and I was and I actually now own the uh, first appearance of oh, Wendigo really? in Incredible Hulk number one sixty two. Okay. I think. Wow. But, um, yeah, I weirdly. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of things, but weirdly, my uh, I, my hometown comic shop, Cavalier Comics, in my little town, of, I went home, uh, and they just happened to have it on the wall, and it was like not in great condition, so it was only yeah. twenty five dollars instead oh, wow. of a couple hundred. But yeah, he was first a Hulk villain, and I swear, I think it's just that they were like. Uh, we need something big to fight the Hulk, and we already have a Sasquatch because there is a Marvel Sasquatch, <laughs> yeah. and he's brown. And basically, the Wendigo in Marvel Comics is that, but white. I think they did in his origin story. He it, they did put cannibalism in there, okay, which is pretty good for comic books. Good, in the 70s. yeah. Now, did you read Alpha Flight, the Canadian team? Yeah, yeah. Is that some, where Sasquatch is from? Yes, Sasquatch is on Alpha Flight. I didn't read much yeah. Alpha Flight. I read a lot of the other, pretty much all the other X Men comics, but not a lot of because Alpha Flight's a mutant comic mutant team also. So, yeah, I, I didn't read a lot of Alpha Flight, but yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah, and I always liked Sasquatch and Bigfoot, but Wendigo is sort of this, you know, weird offshoot of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're just tied in my mind because Alpha Flight was like, "Hey, they're heroes, but they're from Canada." Right. Like it was <laughs> mind blowing. Yeah, uh, I think they probably faced off against Wendigo a lot. The uh, yeah. the Marvel Wendigo, <laughs> like Sasquatch and Wendigo, seemed like they would be natural enemies. Uh, so, did you read that comic when you were you were a kid? Then you. Or you saw Wendigo in comics as a youngin. You know, I probably didn't read a lot of comics that actually had him, but I had, like, Marvel collector cards, right. you know, which would be like, and I was way into those, and you could get the whole set, and it would have all the different heroes and villains the of Marvel comics. characters, yeah. And I read them all, and you read their stats on the back. But, um, yeah, but I didn't actually... He fought Wolverine, too. Uh... Yeah, because Canada. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Canada. Canadian monsters. But at the first place... I ever saw Wendigo anywhere mentioned. I think it was something, you know, sometimes you kind of get, I feel like what Wendigos are for me, it's kind of like an itch in your brain that you need to scratch. Yeah. And I think it first got planted by um, this story in, do you remember those books, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yeah. And more scary stories to tell in the dark. They had those creepy black and white drawings. Yeah. They gave them away at like book fairs. Okay. You know, and, and it was like the coolest thing to get at the book <laughs> fair for me because they were legitimately scary and the drawings are really weird. Uh, I can't remember the name of the artist, but, uh, but there's a story in there about someone getting pulled away by a Wendigo. Ooh. And it's an even different version than the ones we're talking about. Uh, it's something that comes and drags this guy away. Uh, he scre- and he remember, I remember the phrase, like, my feet, my burning feet of fire. Someone else hears it screaming. And it's because the Wendigo was like a wind spirit. So maybe, oh. that's where the, maybe it's more the W-I-N-D version yeah. comes from. And it would drag you... Um, 
along the ground until your feet, because this person found the tracks, and at okay. first they're normal feet, feet prints, footprints, <laughs> uh, and then they become these long lines and bloody as his feet, like he's getting dragged Damn. through the air, his feet get worn off, and then his legs, until he was nothing but a torso. And this was for kids. Yeah, they let, they let children read this. And I loved the books, but I was seriously... Yeah, that'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, I was way too young for this stuff. That's terrifying. But it made an impression, for sure. Yeah. That's where it first cool. came across the word. So I didn't know... Yeah, it's cool to know that you, you made a little bit of an attachment to them in your youth because you've had this resurgence of Wendigo interest because of Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah, they sort of came up again. I, I've, yeah. So how so uh, for people sad people who don't follow you on Twitter because you're great on Twitter. <laughs> you mean at the Thomason? Yes. <laughs> at the Thomason. Uh, can so you kind of have a couple running things. One of them is Wendigos. Yes. How and when did that start? I think it was. Um, I'm not. It was maybe 2012, a few years ago. Okay. I think there was one night I was just. Uh, I, I watched the movie Ravenous again, which is mm. another major Wendigo cultural. It's all about movie. cannibalism, right? Yeah. Well, and they talk about Wendigos in there. Okay, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. No. They. Um, well, I, I don't want to just keep. But I'll, I, can, <laughs> I can come back. Ravenous is a big part of my whole thing with Wendigos. Oh, too. okay, cool. But I was thinking about. I think I watched the movie Ravenous again, and I did a couple joke tweets just with the word Wendigo in them, and they just bombed so hard. <laughs> you know, zero stars, zero. And like nobody, because nobody knew what I was talking and about. That's super rare because you're very popular on oh. Twitter. And rightfully so. Well, thank you. But, but I mean, I'll still post a zero star tweet now and then sometimes. But no, but it was just funny to me because I was also getting replies like, what is a Wendigo? Like, nobody knew what it was. So I decided, <laughs> in the worst branding move in the history of comedy, to become the king of Wendigo comedy yeah. on Twitter. Educate these people. Yeah, and I just started inserting, like, I would talk about a pop culture story and insult, ins, insert a Wendigo. Like, and turn, I, it was also a way to kind of do horror tweets because I've always liked horror yeah. and horror writing. Um, so it's like, yeah, just having horrific, like, Wendigo scenes occur in the middle of, you know, whatever that week's pop culture stories were. Yeah. And I enjoyed them, but I enjoyed them incorrectly because I was just picturing White Bigfoot. Oh, right. Well, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, whatever but, your version of Wendigo is. Yeah. is <laughs> There's room for interpretation. Right. But he's less scary than the version that I have in mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I grabbed one of your tweets to read because oh. uh, I like this one. I thought this was sort of quintessential. Uh, if I turned to see a bloodthirsty Wendigo standing silent at my screen door, I'd be about 90% oh shit, but like 10% fuck yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like when you love something that's inherently bad. Yeah. Like, like, I love that thing, but also, if I saw one, I would, you know, piss my pants. But enjoy it at the same but time. So, so cool. how accurate is that math? Do you, do you feel... I think it's probably more than 10% fuck yeah at this point. I think I'm more into it now even yeah. than I was then. It's sort of a thing that's come and ebbed and flowed in my life, and now I'm, I'm, I'm probably more into it. Even yeah. Then. So it might be more like, you know, I do fear for my life. I am a person. So I'd say it's like 70-30 maybe. Okay, yeah. okay. That's one of the things that I think the whole Jurassic World Park franchise does well is capturing that moment of, Oh, I'm going to be murdered by this horrific thing. I have to run. But I'm kind of in awe at the same <laughs> <Right>. time. <laughs> I'm going to die, but in the coolest way possible. Yeah, like Dracula or Vampire Tales will kind of have that, that element of seduction where you know it's bad and you shouldn't go to it, but you do. But that's sort of like, oh, no, no, it's going to rip me apart right now. Hey, but that's kind of cool at the same time. Right. I kind of want to look at it. Yeah. Like before, at least, you know, I'm not just like getting hit by a bus. Yeah. Like I, it's something cool that nobody else gets to see. Like Wendigo, could you do a 360 so I can see <laughs> right. all of you and take it in before you just eviscerate me? <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Um, so I, I read some of these descriptions on Wikipedia uh, and they weren't, they weren't as clear as what you said. They mostly described the Wendigo as sort of like, you know, emaciated and mm -hmm. bones sticking out and that. Uh, so then I did an image search on Google and found all of the different like pop culture takes on the Wendigo in a lot of like procedural shows. And the Wendigo usually looks kind of dumb on television. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong in thinking the versions that? I've seen, yeah. I saw an episode of Grimm uh, okay. when I was home with my parents and randomly enough. And they do kind of, Wendigos kind of pop up in my life in a okay. way that makes me feel like there's something to it. There's uh, a connection. Yeah. Like yeah. my parents were really into the show Grimm. I had never seen it. And the episode that they that was on that night happened to be a Wendigo episode. Wow. But I was not happy with the depiction of the Wendigo at all. <laughs> How did they depict the Wendigo? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, they, he looked kind of, I mean, he didn't look great special effects wise but he he was sort of like the version that looks like an emaciated person with antlers if i'm recalling correctly okay but i feel like they i forget exactly but they got the basics of the myth pretty wrong like the i don't remember 
I don't think it was cannibalism. I think I think they and I apologize to any fans of Grimm if I'm wrong on this. It seemed like a good show, but uh, it was it, it felt like they they took the average of like a Sasquatch thing and uh, you know I, I just feel like cannibalism. Yeah. They missed the boat on the cannibalism part of it, which to me is the most important part of it. Absolutely, that's super cool. So uh, have you seen the X Files episode of with Windigo? Yeah, not since like high school or college. Was it good? Did it get cannibalism or was you it? You know, I should watch it again. Sad Sasquatch in Canada, right? <laughs> right, probably. I mean, Marvel Comics probably influenced a lot of people to just see it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I should watch that again because I have to think that the X Files did a better job. But who knows? I would think so. Uh, do you consider the White Walkers on Game of Thrones a Windigo riff? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely thought of that the first time I. You know, I read the books first. Okay. Game of Thrones, and I never saw them looking as cool as they do in the series yeah, honestly it's one of those amazing. cases yeah where the show is like oh that's better than my imagination <laughs> and once seeing them that way and i think it's the white skin the emaciated look like you know even yeah the white thing i guess comes from marvel comics that it makes me think of that but like the hollow eyes and they're human but they're just relentlessly want to destroy life yeah and i do i don't know if it was conscious on their part or not but you know if they had antlers they would totally be yeah well didn't the one have you seen the most recent season yeah uh, didn't the one who, who raised all of the dead white walk all the dead people uh, when he was chasing Jon Snow did he have antlers? Or I think he had little little horns. Little maybe? horns, yeah. I don't think he had full antlers, but yeah, I think you're right. He had little horns. Yeah, he had yeah. a cool suit of armor. Yeah, and he may have had horns. Yeah, yeah so he had a little bit of a much. Darth Maul thing going on. So yeah, yeah. who knows? Uh, do you want to see like? Do you have a desire to like create the right Wendigo for pop culture? Like, hey, would... hey, procedurals, let me in. <laughs> right, that would be awesome. Well, here's what's crazy. Uh, I don't know if you saw Hannibal. If you ever watched Hannibal, I haven't came watched Hannibal. I, I haven't want either. To. But here's the weird thing that happened. So I started doing the Wendigo tweets, like, yeah. you know, like three or four years ago or whatever, and it was like kind of fun because nobody knew them. Nobody knew what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. So you were people. You were making people Google Wendigo like mad. Yeah, which I enjoyed. I got a lot of annoyed <laughs> at replies like, "Hey, thanks for making me look this up, jerk." Like, <laughs> I fucking hate education. Right? How dare you teach <laughs> me a new thing? <laughs> the internet's not for information. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I enjoyed that. Uh, but then all of a sudden, one day, friends and other people started writing me like, "Did you see that there's a Wendigo on Hannibal?" Well, how? And I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Because it was like right as it was like whatever my stupid gambit to be the king of Wendigo comedy was getting established, <laughs> and I enjoyed being kind of you know. And then suddenly it was like, and I so I I haven't watched Hannibal either, partially because I begrudge yeah. <laughs> I begrudge this thing that happened but uh, I, I think it's like visions that either Hannibal or one of the other killers have okay and in the visions there's like a and, and it's the emaciated man with uh, the way they look like, it looks like less emaciated and more just like he has like jet black skin like like onyx and oh, cool. antlers so he looks pretty cool but it's like in a vision so anyway so suddenly when to, and that was before the grim episode so I think okay. Hannibal and that show is such a strong, you know, loyal had such had. a strong and loyal <laughs> following um, that it started popping up in other shows because you know if you make a show about monsters like Grimm, you're always yeah. looking for a new monster. And we're really uh, we're running out of monsters because we're beating so many of them exactly into the ground uh, yeah. between vampires and zombies. <laughs> the world needs Wendigos, <laughs> right? And there is no definitive like book there is like with vampires you have dracula yeah with, with frankensteins you have frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> oddly uh frankenstein's the, monsters yes. right right yes uh, of course the internet yeah, would correct yeah, me on that immediately yeah. i know i read the book um <laughs> or like even with like zombies it's like you know the romero movies or something it's like yeah. the, the definitive source document i feel like on that stuff and there isn't something like that for Wendigos, which is part of why it's all over the place. But I don't know if Hannibal now becomes the thing. I haven't watched the show again, like I yeah. said. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's there's still a great version to be done, whoever does it. Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing now to, for somebody to try to like pee on and say, here is the authoritative Wendigo, since it is something that is multifaceted and comes from, you know, an older myth. Right. And like, now we're more sensitive to that. Like, you know, when Bram Stoker is like, hey, <laughs> you know, I'll take all your myths and that's make true. them into my thing. Right. That's now we think of it as his thing. Yeah, but you're at right. At this point, when it was just like, I, yeah. Joseph Scrimshaw, I'm going to write the definitive Wendigo thing, it would be like, uh, no, you don't get to do yeah, that. Yeah, co-opting Algonquin yeah. culture. <laughs> and that's the thing. And, they, you know, it was an oral tradition, so they didn't write a lot of their legends down. Um, so if they had, there'd be a lot more Wendigo information, I feel. <laughs> it might be more unified. Is there any TV show that doesn't have Wendigos that you think should have Wendigos? <laughs> Has Adventure Time ever done a Wendigo episode? Oh, because wow, that that'd be would great. be perfect. That seems perfect. That would, if that, if that it does not exist, I want it to exist. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Let's see. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Adventure Time. Adventure Time is a great answer. Uh, so, what was that movie you were talking about earlier? What's the name of it again? Ravenous. Ravenous. And yeah. it's a bunch of great actors, right? Who is in it? Do you yeah, know? it's, it's uh, Guy Pierce. Um, uh, what's his name? The British actor from Train Spotting with the mustache, Robert Carlyle. Right, Scottish Robert Carlyle. Yeah. Uh, and is it is David Arquette in that? David Arquette. Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, Jeffrey the. Principal Rooney from Ferris Bueller. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I can't think of his last name. name. Yeah, Jeffrey, and he's had some unfortunate uh, legal incidents. But uh, he, uh, <laughs> but he's really good in it. He was in Deadwood too. Jeffrey, I can't think of his name. But it's Jeffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey something. But yeah, they're all in it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, so that's one where they talk about the Wendigo legend and people sort of become Wendigos, but they retain their human form. Okay. So it's basically it's like you're talking about. It's. Um, it's during the, the uh, Mexican-American War, and it's kind of a black comedy. It's a, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a really cool movie that I've yeah. seen a bunch of times. I, I saw it, like, once 10 years ago because I liked all the actors. Yeah, uh, it's, and it has a great score. Um, the score is actually one of the coolest parts. It's by Damon Albarn of Blur and um, Gorillaz. Cool. Yeah, he and, a, a, like, a more serious, well, I don't know, some other, like, serious composer uh, put it together. And it's really weird, and it's a, my friends and I used to listen to it when we would, in high school, when we would play um, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, nice. The role-playing game. Yeah. We would, like, turn out the lights and, you know, totally, just because it's such a creepy score, it made everything creepier. So Ravenous was like a movie my friends, my high school friends and I would watch together. Uh, you know, not always in a sober yeah. state, and, and we'd listen to the score when we played <laughs> games. And um, but yeah, so basically, uh, this cowardly soldier winds up getting like people think he's a hero because of this trick he pulls. But then, as a punishment, he winds up getting sent out to this fort, this outpost in the middle of the mountains. Um, and it's sort of a they took some story elements from like the Donner Party story. Okay. So basically, these soldiers and other people wind up stranded in the mountains with no food. And there's a, a Native American character who tells them the legend of the Wendigo, and one guy eats another guy, and it's sort of the way that the movie plays out. It's not totally clear if they've just gone mad, or yeah. if or if there really is like an evil spirit, or if they've been sort of granted some sort of damnation, but also yeah. eternal life by eating each other. Exactly, right. it's not clear if it's supernatural or he's just nuts. It's a cool movie. It's not yeah. perfect, but it's. Um, and I think it bombed like fantastically at the box <laughs> office, but uh, it's it's yeah, I think it's cool. That makes a lot of sense that it bombed. I mean, it's too, it's <laughs> yeah. too bad. I'm glad it's, it's still right. out there. I'm gonna have to ask uh, my uh, game master if we played Call of Cthulhu to the Ravenous score. Oh man! Because one of the guys that I played with uh, is the guy who who said, "Hey, you should watch Ravenous." Uh, really? And we, yeah. And uh, my game master always had lots of cool exciting intense music uh so i'd be curious to see yeah it's perfect for that and it is and and ravenous does have like sort of a lovecraft cthulhu feel to it the movie because it's about people going mad yeah and monsters yeah i gotta shout out to my friend dustin he was the one who <laughs> showed me the movie ravenous he was the game master and he played the score and he's a big part of why this whole wendigo thing stuck with me awesome awesome uh so you know i read on wikipedia and you were telling me about how the if the the part of the myth where if a human becomes too greedy, they can transform into a Wendigo. Uh, who in our society do you think would be turning into a Wendigo now if that myth was reality? Well, the first one that comes to mind is Donald Trump since <laughs> he's in the news, and that would be a hilarious Wendigo, like a giant uh, face. Oh yeah, just bloated. It would explain like the weird hair that he's covering up his oh, little burgeoning yeah. horns. Right, he's got it folded over. They're wrapped up in there. Yeah, and he's he's you know he's not emaciated. He's definitely getting his fill of people. Yeah, he's eaten, and only the he's most eaten. luxurious, classy people would eat. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that seems like the personification of greed in, yeah. in our culture right now. I like that part of the Wendigo myth because it, it just, it does seem like, it seems like we probably don't need the literal message of like, don't eat each other. <laughs> like, we're good on that. But these sort of like, don't make everything about yourself to the point that you must consume all around you and become the master of it and yeah. the holder of it. <laughs> right. That's that seems like need. a lesson we could really fucking learn. Absolutely. And I, th I think that's part of what I like about the whole thing. It's like, it's like a, it's a moralistic monster. It's like a monster that's like, uh, yeah, it's like judgment. It's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like if with a vampire, you get bit and like maybe you had some culpability in that. Right. But probably not. No, you just looked good. Yeah. No, yeah. A creep just came <laughs> through the window. <laughs> right. It's a mist. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> bit your neck. Uh, but with this, the, yeah, the idea that you do have to instigate it either right. through greed or actual Right. Eating. Yeah. The monster has made a mistake. Yeah. That's really cool. And I also think it's kind of perfect 
when I think about it on a deeper level, that it's like a Native American myth, like it would be pretty perfect. Like, cause then, you know, the white man came and ruined the country and we've used it for our own greedy purposes. Yeah. And that. If the ultimate vengeance came as like a Wendigo, like you have been too greedy for too long. <laughs> and this myth from like, you yeah. Know, Algonquin culture comes back to, Oh, that would be really about. cool. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Write, let's write this movie. Tonight. Cause we're all just a bunch of Wendigos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. We've become that. Uh, if you actually did become a Wendigo, what would you want to look like? Oh, I think a blend of that great drawing that I mentioned in the Dungeons and Dragons monster <laughs> manual, but, but I kind of like the all white thing that Marvel brought to it. Okay. Like the white walkers in game of Thrones. So like, yeah, the deer thing, but like the haunted white version okay. with like big gnarly, like black antlers nice. and uh, kind of my guts hanging out. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted a comedy answer, but that's what I really want to be. No, no. I, <laughs> sometimes the real answer is the comedy right. answer. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. The, the Dungeons and Dragons, because that monster manual was also like, the, that should have just been the cultural appropriation <laughs> manual. Seriously. They, they just grabbed a little bit of everything, didn't everything, they? Everything, yeah. And I used to love that book, man. I would sit and flip through because, like I said, yeah. I loved monsters and just had all the great drawings yeah. and all the back, just like the Marvel cards. It's like I wanted to know the statistics on all these things and, like, and just read about them and all the, the art was so cool, but they totally appropriated. Yeah. I remember like first edition, first edition Dungeons and Dragons, which was before I was playing, but I saw this book later. It was Deities and Demigods. Yeah. That's kind of like the famous one, right? Yeah. Which is nothing but like, you know, appropriation. It's like, <laughs> you know, all the, here's a demon from Buddhist culture, maybe. Cause they didn't really go out of their way to get the details right. Like, yeah. like the, the Dungeons and Dragons book did not have all these accurate facts about Wendigos either. Uh, like I think in that, like you can only kill them with fire. Which is because it's a book for a game, so there has yeah, to be a way to kill to, them. Yeah. But as far as I know, there is no specific way that you can kill a Wendigo. Is the uh, cannibalism a part of the Dungeons & Dragons Wendigo? I think so, but I, yeah, I don't recall. Uh, yeah, I don't, because it's hard to imagine. Well, no. I, you know, I'm not sure. But it would be cool if in Dungeons & Dragons you had your character wind up in a situation where he ate human flesh and became a Wendigo. Oh, yeah, you have to roll. And you have to roll play <laughs> as a yeah. Wendigo. You see if you have a saving throw to not become a Wendigo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. The heart of the myth seems to kind of be about, like, the, the desperation, to me, on the extreme cold. And that might be just from coming from someone who only relatively recently left Minnesota. Right. <laughs> that I fixated on that part of it. Real Wendigo country, But yeah. it seemed like it was sort of about that sort of, like, uh, the, the desperation of cold that you have to, uh, literally have to eat something you shouldn't to survive. Or that feeling of, like, I don't have everything I need, so I'm going to you know, take layers and layers upon myself. Yeah. Uh, in that kind of thing. Have you ever lived in a cold climate? No, not really. No, I've never dealt with the real winter, honestly. Wow. Not, like, not like you Minnesota awesome. types. But I grew up in a, um, small mountain town in Virginia. So okay. we, we had winters, but they were milder and we had snow and my house, um, was right on the edge of the woods. So I think that's part of why I always liked monsters and maybe specifically Wendigos. Oh yeah. Because it was like, yeah, there was like an there was like a bear cave near my house that I used to go look at, and you'd think like like a ten minute walk from my house. Yeah, and there, I never saw a bear in there, but you you know you'd imagine these monsters and things. So like living in a little town that was like, you know, an hour from anything you'd call a freeway. Um, but I think sort of made me feel closer to like the wilds. Yeah, so, absolutely. So monsters that could exist there were hit my imagination harder, maybe. Yeah, I think the Wendigo does seem like a monster that you could just catch a glimpse of. Right. Yeah, especially in the woods. Like, you're not just going to go like, is that a Frankenstein over there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> stumbling out of the bear cave? <laughs> right. But, like, Wendigos, you could, like, oh, I saw some horns. And maybe, exactly. Maybe bipedal. Right. Uh, yeah. And we had deer. Not as many as you guys have in Minnesota, I think, but there were deer around, so you could you could catch a hint of an antler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think just growing up in Minnesota, there is the, there's certainly the woods, um, and I, sometimes I lived in rural Minnesota. I spent most of my life in, in Minneapolis in more urban areas. But there's that sort of horror of that the dense woods, and you don't know what's in there. But there's also that horror of that sort of bleak white landscape. And it, it's almost, it's not the same effect as like mirage of a desert in, in that it literally causes you to have visions. But there's that, that horror of watching that like blank white expanse and then imagining what if there was suddenly something there yeah. kind of in the distance that shouldn't be because it is so just white and continuous right. that some grizzled 
kind of white thing with horns. It's like, oh, it's it's great and terrifying. Yeah, it's like slowly moving toward you, which just makes it scarier on yeah. the horizon. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a really, it's, those landscapes are really interesting. Like the, the movie Fargo was probably my first exposure to that kind of scenery. Yeah. And it's, it is sort of bleak and endless and terrifying. Yeah, it's you see this giant expanse of white. Existential dread in, yeah. in snowy form. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But to me, yeah, reading about it probably with some of those backgrounds in, in you know, I moved to Los Angeles for career stuff, but also because like I was just like, hey, I'm an adult and I'm fucking done being cold. <laughs> right. I really hate it. I always have because there, it, it it brings a level of desperation. I think psych- physically, psychologically, that level of just being cold. It feels like the world is attacking you. Yeah. So there's something to me about like uh, maybe the literal issues of cannibalism, but also just like imagining these people trying to make a life by the Great Lakes. Right. Where it's just that cold where you, you just, you can't, like, there, there was a lot of times where I was just, like, so cold, like, I had to swear. Like, and I, like, I had an agreement with my wife, like, it is, this part of the winter, I'm just going to swear for about a minute when I get in the bed, because I have to do something. Right. It's that cold. I have to fight back. I have to fight back. The world back. is trying to kill me. Yeah, it feels like it's doing something to you. So it's cool that the Wendigo almost seems like a personification of that level of desperation. Yeah. And it like, could also feel like the cold, and I have experienced like bitingly cold winters, just not for a long time, yeah. like in Boston and places like that or whatever, where you feel that wind that chills you and it kind of could feel like some a monster eating you. Right. It feels personal. Like it came for you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you ever done any sort of desperate weird thing because of the cold? Um, desperate weird thing because of the cold. Uh, I can remember a time in high school I was staying in a, Nah, it's not really weird. Staying, <laughs> staying in a cabin, and it was not. And we, it was some friends. We were we wound up drunk in this cabin, and it was a winter night, and it was stupid that we all passed out there because there was no insulation, and oh, there were God. no blankets, and there were too many of us. Like, and so it was just like I had like a light jacket, and I just remember like laying on the floor, you know, not drunk enough to sleep, <laughs> uh, and just feeling this cold and just shivering endlessly. But I couldn't. Oh, yeah, but my friend was the one who drove. So even after I sobered up, I tried to wake him, and he's like, no, no, no. So I, had, I felt like I had no escape. Like, we're in a cabin in the woods. Like, oh, wow. going outside would have been worse. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm going to die. Like, it was the cold. The first time I'd felt cold like that, I guess. The, I'm going to kill you cold. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So I, I was just so furious at my friend. Actually, it was the same friend. It was Dustin. <laughs> so, Dustin, if you ever hear this, you know, you're good and you're bad. Uh, awesome. uh, but, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I just remembered that that's... Maybe that's why I said I would never live anywhere colder. <laughs> I think that's smart. Yeah, was, Where was this? Was this in? This was in the mountains of Virginia. Okay, but you know, in the winters it'll get down to like the twenties there. Oh wow! So it's not like yeah. Minnesota cold, but um, but we we get some cold because the altitude's high enough. Yeah, that, uh, it's not quite as mild as the rest of Virginia. Awesome. Um, so you were talking early on about the that the Wendigos are sort of an anti-cannibalism PSA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you were going to invent a new monster that taught a different life lesson, what sort of life lesson would you want to teach with a monster? Oh, that's good. Uh, I think the modern vice that I am afflicted with, and I think all of us on the internet are most afflicted <laughs> with, is uh, narcissism and the vanity mm. of... Um, you know, online narcissism, I think. Yeah. If there could be a monster that would punish us for, like, me, or, you know, for, like, <laughs> spending too much time online and, like, you know, finding ways to make thing, things about us and spending all of our time on social media, where, you know, we are learning about other people, but it's also, it's, you know, it's a narcissistic kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's a fine balance. Yeah. Because you have those moments where you're like, oh, I'm really checking in with other people's lives. Yeah. And you have those moments where you're like, how many faves did I get? Right, exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with people that they don't like my thing enough? Like, you're not looking at their thing. You're like, they aren't celebrating what I did enough. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you think that anti-narcissism monster would take shape yeah. or form? Maybe it's like, like your mouse like becomes alive and like it, it's like a face hugger in aliens like it reaches around and it like i don't know it like pulls you in oh like your device actually sort of becomes you so oh like it swallows you it fuses you so you like again it's like oh you like this well yeah it's all you get that's what you get now forever. you are fused permanently then it's it's kind of a monster yeah. yeah it's like a living thing that sort of encases you i guess yeah. and feeds on you I'm picturing a monster that just has, like, smartphone hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a terrible vine always yeah. running on its face. 
<laughs> I was thinking about like how could it how could you have a monster whose face is turned in on itself but I think a vine of its face right doing it, a really unfunny vine a really unfunny vine <laughs> whoops I fell right and it has like a racist voice for some reason yeah and there's just like that millisecond at the end that should have been cut out but they didn't get it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was uh, I wish I could edit these things. <laughs> cool. So, have you ever come across in any of your reading Wendigo's cooking? Or is it all just savage cannibalism? You know, that's a good idea because they're just lazy. They're just, they just eat it raw. <laughs> Whatever they find. Yeah, it's just a sashimi buffet. Uh, they, yeah. I've never seen one cook. Uh, but that would be a whole new dimension. You come across a Wendigo with a spit in the woods, just like, oh, hey, just roasting Carl. Yeah. You know, spinning him around, <laughs> an apple in his mouth. I wonder, maybe Hannibal kind of uh, taps into maybe that so. world. Maybe so. I should watch it. I, re I know everyone says it's great, and there's a, but I, I yeah. kind of resent it for like taking, taking the Wendigo Thunder. See, this is the narcissism I'm talking about. <laughs> I resent a great TV show that... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're still king of Wendigos on Twitter. Well, thank you. Yeah, Hannibal can't... They can't compete with that. Hey, I outlasted them. You know? <laughs> That's, That's right. right. <laughs> you can't cancel Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, okay. Who would win in a fight? A Wendigo or a Bigfoot? Oh. Uh, a Wendigo. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> what's, what's a Bigfoot's powers, even? It's just big... And it has uh, big feet? It usually uh, likes to show its profile. <laughs> right. It's very good at not being photographed. It knows its good side. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's big and strong. I feel like Wendigo has the, uh, you know, what it lacks in size and musculature. Uh, it makes up for in just voracious need to feed. Now, there may be an issue here. Um, I it, did. Because a Wendigo might not be interested in eating a Bigfoot oh. if it's not a human. Oh, yeah, because they eat is, yeah, only They only eat humans, but, you know, there are yeah. some people who say Bigfoot or Sasquatch is just a missing link in the yeah. evolutionary oh, cycle. nice. So maybe they would then qualify as human, <laughs> in which, yeah, so I just think a Wendigo, even though it might move slower and not be as strong, I just feel like it's going... It's gonna want to eat that giant thing so much, yeah, that the hunger and the evil inside of it will uh, will prevail. So, if a Wendigo ate a Bigfoot, we would have scientific evidence that Bigfoot is the missing link. <laughs> exactly. This is how I think we should prove it, scientists. Uh, so, yeah. I feel bad having thought that Wendigos were just this sort of big, chunky, meat-and-bones monster like a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, because in retrospect, Bigfoot is like, yeah, you're, just, you're a big, lumbering idiot. You're Homer Simpson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With more fur. You know, Wendigo is this... Right. You could never make a Harry and the Hendersons movie <laughs> about a... Or maybe that's the... Don't put this in the podcast, because I want to write that now. <laughs> no. Wally and the Wendigo? Yeah, Wally and the Wendigo. And I was just trying to eat the family the whole time. Go! Like, oh, like go. you're my friend! No! Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another good question. Do... Have you come across in your research the voice of a Wendigo? See, I don't think of them as speaking. Okay. I think... Or if they did, it would be like a, like a weird, like, hollow, like a raspy thing. Right. But I've never in the... And the one in Marvel Comics talks, but again, that yeah. one doesn't really count. Everything in Marvel has to shit talk. Right. Especially in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, even like, the Hulk finds a way to shit talk. Yeah, right. Even when he's hulked out. He and Wendigo probably had a conversation about how angry they were. Um, I don't. I think of them, kind of like the White Walkers in Game of Thrones, is not really, maybe speaking when they absolutely have to, but it would be like one raspy word. Yeah. But I do think of them shrieking. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. of the Wendigo, like, shrieking in a, you know, a deathly howl as it wanders the wilderness, that kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that fits with the cold, that right. that howling, like horrible... Like a piercing shriek. Yep. The yeah. wind, it's going to come inside you just like the wind. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, to have, a, like, a quick side note about your general sort of Twitter branding. Uh, so you've got Wendigos. Mm -hmm. You've got The Wire, right. which we can talk about. And Wendy's a little bit, right? Wendy's. Wendy's? I do you, like Wendy's. Would you, see, I had it in my mind that That's you also had a little bit of a Wendy's thing. Uh, so I Googled Sean Thomas and Wendy's. Oh, no. And the first things that popped up were like four or five very good Wendy's tweets. Seriously, wow, I didn't yeah. even realize. So yeah, so you've got this triumvirate. Yeah. Wendy's may be a little weaker of, of reoccurring gags. Uh, and the wire gag. Can you you want to explain the wire gag? Uh, yeah, the uh, it's become a catchphrase. I, I wrote most of the wire. <laughs> David Simon will try to take Davy Simes, as I call him. We'll try to take credit. Uh, it started. It's weird that it became a thing, but it started as I hadn't even seen the wire. 
And I think, honestly, I just I tweeted something, but people have been telling me for 10 years I had to watch The Wire. Yeah. And I tweeted something like, the uh, more like the, why aren't there any dragons or zombies on this show? <laughs> and I got so many earnest replies like, from people like, actual anger. it's a really good show, you should watch it. And so my reply to them was, hey guys, calm down, I know, I, I wrote most of The Wire. <laughs> and Which is just the most outrageous claim you could make. Cause it's, you know, and then I did watch it and I loved it. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. I did watch it after I started tweeting about it, I felt like I should watch it. Because people were sending me all these replies, oh, what about... Uh, Ziggy in season two, why'd you put him in the show? I didn't like him. I'm like, well, I should know what these references are. And I loved the show, and it's like the most, uh, to me, I don't know, what I enjoy about it is uh, just that it's like the most audacious claim I could make that I, I wrote most of this, like, yes. what's considered by many the greatest drama series of all time. Yes, the most critically acclaimed thing. Right, yeah. which started when I was in, like, college. And, <laughs> and you know, and I haven't spent much time in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I like to be like, yeah, no, I really understood Baltimore. And was I went there? I went to the Inner Harbor once. They have a nice ESPN zone, so I feel like I'm the one to really <laughs> speak it. to the inner struggle of Baltimore. Nice, um, but yeah. yeah, Wendy's. It's funny. It's cool that you and they're all W words. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why it, it popped in my head. It was like, oh, the cool Wendigo thing, the wire thing, uh, and the wire thing is is very consistent. You keep that alive in a good way. Thank you. Uh, and it's like, but Wendy's, Wendy's, man. You got to my psyche because I love I've loved Wendy since I was it's still my favorite. You know I try to eat healthier now, but yeah. when, I, when I when I fall off the wagon and want some fast food, Wendy's is what I want. Yeah, I think there's something. Uh, I think Wendy's is coming. Uh, its time is coming because I think Arby's deserves all of the abuse that it's got, <laughs> but it's getting to that sort of Aquaman LinkedIn level of abuse of like we got it. It's saturated. Arby's is shit. Yeah, and like sometimes like, you go for those jokes and that's that's fine. Not you, the general you. Right. Uh, but Wendy's to me is even weirder because it's the square burgers. Uh -huh. It's the prominence of the owner in the commercials <laughs> that you don't normally see outside of like local mattress stores. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the a little girl. Yeah. As the mascot of like, yeah. Hey, this little girl wants to eat a burger. Right. She's <laughs> got pigtails, so you should eat a burger. <laughs> so you should a eat square this burger. Fat, disgusting. It's got yeah. a hole for onions. And, like, <laughs> and they've got a weird menu, too. Like, they've got chili. Like, <laughs> nobody had baked potatoes. And they've had those things forever. Yeah, you know when, like, White Castle is sort of like, I don't know, that's a little too far off the menu. And Wendy's will go there. Yeah, Wendy's will put anything <laughs> on there. They used to have a salad bar in Wendy's. There was a super bar in the 80s and early 90s, which had pasta and salad and chili and all the different things. Wow. I, I thought it was the greatest thing when I was a kid. <laughs> it, was like, it, it was like the first buffet I probably ever saw was the super bar at Wendy's. Yeah. But yeah, Wendy's, they're, just do their, they're doing their own thing, man. Like, they, they just do it their way. They were the first one to have a uh, value menu, too, I think. They always had the 99-cent oh. value menu. Wow. And eventually, yeah. You know, everybody's been ripping off Wendy's for decades. <laughs> <laughs> the Wire and Wendy's. That's right. Two of the best the world has to offer. Uh, yeah, I think maybe before I even met you, uh, Bill Corbett uh, had mentioned... Uh, Sean, he's, he writes on Rift Tracks. He's, uh, he's really great. He hasn't watched The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> I know it came up. You didn't say it like that. No, like, that I believe was it, though. one of your qualifying traits. But I know it came up in a conversation when he was just kind of like uh, telling me a little bit about you and Connor, right, your our other dynamic. writer at yeah. Rift Tracks. Uh, and a little bit about like who they like. Oh, they, these are the kind of jokes they like, and they razz each other about this. Yeah, yeah. Connor was the one who always rode me the hardest about not watching The Wire. He, <laughs> from the moment I met him, or from, the, from when we started working together on Rift Tracks, really, we knew each other before that. But he was always like, and he was like made him angry almost, and I mean jokingly angry. But he's like, he and he's like, all these people are telling you it's the greatest show, and you refuse to watch it. And we had this; it was a two-way thing for a while because he had not seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? Which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a great movie, if you ask me. And uh, <laughs> and it was like he because I wouldn't watch The Wire, he wouldn't watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure, even though he knew he would probably like it. I think that's what Bill told me about it. It's the standoff. Yeah, it was the standoff. And then he, Connor finally watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure and started quoting it all the time like he was the expert. <laughs> I was like, it's really not fair, though. That's like a 90-minute movie compared to like five seasons of television. Yeah, of great television. Yeah, of great television. Have you watched The Wire? Yes. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it again uh, for my birthday. A little, uh, like a year ago, my wife got me the DVDs. So. Nice. I'm going to go through and watch it again. I loved it. I, I, I mean, too. The Wire is one of those things where, like, even as a comedian, sometimes I have a hard time having a sense of humor uh -huh. of, like, yeah, yeah, it's Wire jokes. Yeah, I like them. But, like, but no, seriously, it's really good. It and when people good. don't like the fifth season, it pisses me that off. That bothers me, too. Yeah, because people are like, it got a little boring. And, like, 
it's not just a TV show. It's a lesson on everything that's wrong with our society. Yeah, it all comes together and in the, the fifth, fifth season. season is, yeah. You, yeah, there's. it's nothing without the fifth season. It's funny. From doing the stupid bit I do on Twitter, I've heard more and more people will tell me what they like or don't like about yeah. The Wire. They know I didn't really write it, but they'll still reply to me. And people will complain about like the newspaper storyline in the fifth season. And I'm always like, I What's thought it was great. wrong I with liked you? It. Yeah. Because I kept expecting, and people didn't like the second season. I liked the second season, too. Yeah. With the dock workers. I didn't like Ziggy. I think that that character is maybe the one misstep that uh, David, Simon, and I made uh, when we were writing The Wire. Uh, but, um, but otherwise, I thought the second season was cool, too. I think, the you know, the is it the fourth season with the schools or the third season? Uh, I think the, yeah. I think it's the fourth season. Yeah, because I think the third season gets into a little bit more sort of the legitimate business end of it. Right. With the Stringer Bell. With Stringer Bell trying to go legit. Yeah. And the fourth season goes into the... I think the fourth season... Third and fourth... I don't know. They're all great. But the yeah. fourth might be my favorite where they go into the schools. That's brutal. But yeah, it is brutal. Yeah. And, but the fifth season's great too. So yeah, no. So people on Twitter will be like, oh, the fifth season's no good. And I'm like, oh, I don't know why you feel that way. But yeah. No, uh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've so, been, the bit started as me being like, "Oh, get off my ass!" Like the wire, to be like, "No, the wire is really good." And dude, yeah. No matter what you think of my joke about it, like it's a good series, and I won't hear. So I became one of those people. Awesome. So if you were going to start a new ongoing bit that started with the letter W, <laughs> do you have anything that you might want to do? Any W bits? So I've got Wendy's. I've got. Wendigos, Wendigos, Wendy's goes. <laughs> Cross promotional food item, Wendy's think about it. And Dave's burgers are made of humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe they don't want to associate cannibalism with their food. It's got a hole for onions. <laughs> Uh, in the wire. Um, well, like I, I really do like the band Ween. Oh yeah. So that's another W E E N. Yeah. W -E -N. So maybe I could develop a bit about Ween. Again, something that most people don't know about or like. Yeah. So so maybe it's appropriate to my brain. Yeah. A staunch like, defense of the albums people don't like. Yeah. Right. Even the ones I don't like. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's the first W that comes to mind. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll think about that. The Wire, Wendy's, Wendigo, Ween. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so back to Wendigos. Uh, so Wendigos are ultimately cannibals. That's that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. If you could consume anyone or anything, what would you want to consume like a Wendigo does? Anyone or anything. Yeah. Um, I would like to be... Maybe this is because I've been living in Los Angeles. I would like <laughs> to be able to eat cars. Oh, Because yeah. then you would always have a parking space. <laughs> Whenever there is a car in your way. Or maybe you're stopped in traffic and someone cuts you off and they're rude. You just eat the car. Yes, I would love that when there's... The two LA things that I've noticed is like, you know, the, there's never enough room in the turn bay or people are assholes, so they just stick a little bit of their butt out of Ooh, the turn bay so you God, can't get around. That. Yeah, just enough. Or there's the thing that I think of being from the Midwest is the, uh, the LA roll, is what I call it when I'm in my car and angry of like everybody who's at a stop sign is you're going straight down the street and they're going to turn into the street that you're driving on everybody has that role as though they might just jump out right in front of right. you right and if i could always eat those cars so like i don't have to every block be like i might get hit now because they're rolling slightly probably not going to but they are rolling slightly <laughs> right yeah you know you could jump out and just swallow that car <laughs> I kind of think of it as like, it's not like you, it would take a long time to eat a car the traditional way, but I feel like with this power. You just, just soul-sucking power that yeah. it just, yeah, it just, like water going down a drain. Man, you're so right about that the whole thing at stop signs. People, <laughs> they're just like, they, it's like they think they can get away with something. Yeah, because it feels a little bit like testing. Yeah. And especially like if you've had like a long, hard day, mm -hmm. you know, in LA is a lot about like, whether it's good or bad, there's competition because like you need to get your name out there. Yeah, and then it just feels like everybody as you're driving along the street is like, "What if I also went in front of you?" Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> yeah, what if that? Right, <laughs> and you're just sort of like, "No, yeah, no, I'm on the street. Just let me be on the street." Right, like they're working out their frustrations of like, "Well, I didn't, you know, I may not be where I am with want to be with my career, but I can be the first one out of this stop sign." <laughs> by God, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna get Wendigo sucked. Yes, consumed. Yes, of course. Uh, so we're going to move on to the how obsessed are you questions. Do, did you have any other Wendigo specifics that you wanted to mention before we get into the how obsessed are you? Oh, thank you for asking. I think, uh, <laughs> no, I think I hit the key ones. Ravenous, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, people are getting a sense of how many dates I went on in high school probably. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that's, <laughs> thank you. I think we've covered. Awesome. Awesome. So we ask these how obsessed are you questions across all the podcasts. Uh, do you think about Wendigos every day? Um... Since I've been doing the Twitter thing, probably at least every other day, I okay. would say. Which awesome. Is, which is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> would you get a Wendigo tattoo? 
Um, that's oh, that's good. I don't know if I would ever get any tattoo, um, but if I did, it might be of a Wendigo. I think it would be like a more of an abstract design. Okay. Like a um, like a deer skull with antlers or something. Okay, so it could be a Wendigo if you imagine it that so way. So it implies a Wendigo, but not like a full size of like the marble one. Or like, <laughs> I mean, I do, your back. <laughs> yeah, I do love that Dungeons and Dragons drawing, but it's a little too gruesome to put on my body. So like a more cart. Actually, um, I've gotten a lot of Weirdly, I've gotten Wendigo-related uh, gifts from Twitter people. Oh, over wow, years. that's cool. And um, Undead Molly, who's also a Rift Tracks contributor, uh, one time did a birthday card for me. It's the header of my Twitter profile, actually, and it's like kind of a cute cartoon of a Wendigo, uh, like a white the white top of the head and like antlers and then kind of a bloody maw, which okay. I feel like if I were going to get one, it might be something like that. So <laughs> uh, if I were going to do a Wendigo tattoo, I would get Molly to draw it for That's me. awesome. So you wouldn't do the tracks of the person slowly eroding from the book? <laughs> right. That would be a big scene. And then my bloody feet of fire written across the bottom. If I were a cooler person, I would get tattoos like that, but I'm just not cool enough. I understand. <laughs> I, I am untattooed, but I, mean, I want to get one. I'll yeah. get one one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would you discuss Wendigos with Hitler? <laughs> so this is a scenario where Hitler is still alive? Well, you can go wherever you want with we, metaphysics. Okay, uh, maybe we're both in hell. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's a good one. Maybe Nobody's ever suggested that. Maybe we're both in hell. Um... And, you know, if I'm in hell, I guess I'll, I would talk to Hitler. And if I were going to talk to Hitler, uh, yeah, I would yeah. talk to Hitler. I would be curious what his take on it would be. Because, yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, he lives in a frozen tundra type right. place, or he did. Yeah. Now he's in hell, yeah. which is not frozen tundra, but could be. In some versions it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my mind it is. Uh, not that Minnesota is hell, but a frozen tundra would be a great hellscape for me since the cold is hard. Yeah, uh, and he's someone who certainly has, like, I mean... He basically ate people. There is uh, some greed and some consumption. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Some the cannibalism. Ultimate, some, the ultimate. Yeah. 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 So he, if anyone should have been transformed into a Wendigo, it's probably him. Yeah. I keep asking this question. It keeps coming back to bite me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a little bit too on the nose. <laughs> like, here's a light Hitler joke. Oh, God. He did consume. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, I had the greatest answer uh, on the mo the last episode that I just released. My, my friend Molly Lewis actually suggested that because I had all these how obsessed are you questions she's like you should ask would you talk to Hitler about they it they go that far so yeah. I finally asked her she's on the podcast and I asked her like well uh, would you talk to Hitler her topic was dinosaurs would you talk to Hitler about dinosaurs and she said well if he brought it up <laughs> so great oh, that's a much better answer <laughs> just put it back on him <laughs> that's great uh, so that was a little recap from my last podcast <laughs> listen to the Molly Lewis for the episode. loyal listeners she you does can... your theme song too right yeah, yeah, yeah she's great she's amazing yeah I love her to death she's a great talent um, would you read or write Wendigo slash fiction? <laughs> slash fiction. <laughs> so that's where someone's having sex with a Wendigo. Yeah. Read or write. Uh, I would certainly read some if I came <laughs> across it. The line in the snow has yeah. been drawn. Yeah, in the snow, exactly. Fair enough, fair I enough. I don't know if I could write it. But. Who would you want the Wendigo to be hooking up with? Um, maybe the Wendigo needs to have angry violent sex with the Bigfoot and finally put the Bigfoot <laughs> in its place. Nice. <laughs> That's the appropriate. Nice. Uh, but maybe a lighter version would be the Hulk since they used to fight in the comics. Oh yeah, and a little sexual tension. Sure. Tension. 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 Sexual tension. Uh, would you watch a Wendigo movie directed by Michael Bay? I've added this for you and not for the purpose of writing a riff of it. Oh, you monster. <laughs> You've given me the ultimate so Sophie's choice. I don't know. It's certainly a bad choice. Oh, man, because I would I would love to see a great Wendigo movie, but I know Michael Bay's not going to make it. Terrible. He's going to miss all the rules. Yeah. He's going to add all kinds of, like... Like, the Wendigo is going to be wearing, like, Under Armour <laughs> or some other branded item. <laughs> like, uh, he, uh, I feel like I would have to see it just just to see how angry it made me. You'd get me. questions from your fans, right? Yeah, and I would just, I would need to know what he did to it. What he did wrong? Yeah. You know who should make one? Who? Or maybe you're going to ask me this. No, no, no. Who I think should make one is uh, Del Toro. Oh, uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. He's, yeah. he's, his monsters are so cool. Just thinking about Pan's Labyrinth and that stuff, like, if someone was going to bring one to life, I think he's the guy. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who can capture that that 
demon essence exactly. part of it. He gets that stuff. No matter how human it is, there's something really not right in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, would you break up with someone who didn't like Wendigos? <laughs> uh, no, I feel like <laughs> I've probably dated people who didn't like Wendigos or understood why I liked them so much. That would be a bad line for me to draw. It would be great if they did like Wendigos, but I kind of understand if you're not into the cannibalistic uh, shrieking monster from hell. But she would need to at least understand why I thought they were cool. She would have to uh, uh, respect your interest in Wendigos. Exactly. Okay, exactly. that's fair. Would you start a weekly podcast about Wendigos? <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think not a weekly one, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I think we've, we've done it quite well here. <laughs> it's, it's been great. I think but there's a lot more to cover. I think there is more to cover. I think what would be fun, I don't know if anybody does this, but like a weekly one just on monsters. Oh, Like yeah. a monster of the week, like talking, and if you could find people who were knowledgeable about all the, or into yeah. all the different monsters. I'm sure there is, but that would be great to do a really in-depth uh, on all like sort of like the history. Yeah. And also like, yeah, I, I love how much the different monsters represent our right. own issues and delving into that. Yeah, that's what I'm into with myths. And, like, I've loved monsters since I was a little kid since they were scary, but now when yeah. you think about them, it's like when you think about superheroes now, it's like, what does Superman represent? Yeah. Like, what does Frankenstein represent? Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, what they mean in culture. Um, you know, zombies are obviously a huge metaphor these days. So, yeah, yeah. it's like... I think that would be cool and make it funny. The funny yeah. version of that. I almost think zombies are a metaphor for themselves at this point of like, <laughs> there's too many. They won't <laughs> die. They can't die. <laughs> um, would you swear at a nun over Windigos? <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, is she, <laughs> I mean, they're kind of evil creatures. They're kind of satanic <laughs> creatures. So I would understand if she was, she hated Windigos. Would I swear to none at all? Uh, probably. Yeah, no, I think I would. Do you have a religious uh, background? No, not Catholic. I, I have a somewhat like Protestant background. Okay. I wouldn't feel comfortable yelling at a nun, but if she were really rude about it, <laughs> if she really crossed the line, <laughs> if she told me I was stupid, you know. But no, yeah, I feel like we might, you know, I would agree with her. Yeah, Wendigos are evil. Right. We're on the same page about that. Because I feel like, honestly, like, religious people... And maybe in the Catholic Church in particular, like, they sort of get evil more than anybody else. Right. They like, spend plenty of time thinking about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, like, all these amazing artwork with hell and everything and all this stuff. Like, so I feel like maybe a nun would have a deeper understanding of, like, the sort of what's kind of cool and satanic about Wendigos. Yeah. So we might wind up on the same page. Yeah. And there is, I guess, a level of guilt in Wendigos that right. you are culpable for something and so you, you are immediately punished. That's a good point. They're very yeah. Catholic in that way. Yeah. So if a nun pushed you, <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. All right. Would you cosplay as a Wendigo at San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> oh, uh, no, because that seems really warm. It's very hot there. <laughs> like if I had the fur. But you yeah. know, I will tell you, a couple years at Comic Con, I saw a lady Wendigo cosplay. Wow. I think she was doing something off the Hannibal version. Okay. But I was like, I asked her if I could get a photo, and I was definitely weirdly attracted <laughs> to her. She was like a sexy lady Wendigo. Sexy lady Wendigo. In like a cool suit. And, oh, yeah. With the antlers and, and, um, and yeah, yeah. But, you know, she tore out my heart just like a, yeah. an evil, bloodthirsty Wendigo. She, Did she speak? Uh, or, she didn't speak, which okay. actually kind of made it cooler. I said, yeah. I'm sorry, you've got, I love Wendigos, you've got a great costume, could I take a picture? And she was sort of nodded and I did. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Did you selfie it or did you have a friend with you? Just her, it was just me. Okay. <laughs> I was just walking her up by myself. Okay, so you took a picture of her, not with oh, her. I have a picture of her. <laughs> yeah, I think I even posted it online because I was so excited about it. Uh, but no, I don't have one with her, I was okay. by myself. I was by myself wandering the floor of Comic-Con, <laughs> taking pictures of, of, asking people if I could take pictures of them. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's a normal thing to do at Comic-Con. Thankfully it is, yeah. Uh, so this is the last of the how obsessed are you questions if you couldn't think about wendigos without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch would you still think about wendigos <laughs> well i wouldn't force anyone i wouldn't want anyone else to be punched in the crotch <laughs> on my behalf you mean ever like i couldn't think about them at all maybe it's like a weekly fee or a monthly fee <laughs> okay i get punched once and then i can think and then about you got them. like yeah then you're covered for august or whatever i think it would need to be a year i think okay. one punch in the crotch and then i'm free for a year you're free for a year kind of like amazon prime <laughs> you pay for it once and then you're good that's as far as i might go so you would accept an Amazon Prime type punch so. in the crotch think to so. think about when it goes. That's a that's a good answer. Uh, I ask people to make a noise uh, to sum up their obsession. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Wendigos? <laughs> 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 
That sounded like a crow. It was my attempt at a, horror, <laughs> a shriek. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for that. No, uh, that's but great. yeah, like a hollow shriek through like the hills. Like a hollow shriek. Yeah, okay. which I'd have to work harder to get at or something like that. No, that's great. Uh, okay. That reminded me of noises I've heard in Resident Evil 4. Oh, good. Playing late at night, and it scared me. There are creatures that are kind of Wendigo-esque in that, like the yeah. emaciated where you can see their insides. Oh, yeah. yeah I never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, plug your, your Twitter account. Anything else you want to get out there? Uh, Riff Tracks, as always. Um, and uh, we've got a live show in October. October right. 1st, Miami Connection, which is nice. one of my favorite movies we've ever done. Or It's awesome. It's a fantastic like 80s, cheesy, karate rock and roll cocaine movie. <laughs> you know, one of those. Um, and also the comment section, Friday nights on E at 10.30. It's a really fun awesome. show, and it's all about the internet. So Cool, cool. Uh, and here are the final questions. Uh, they don't have anything to do with the obsession, but they can if you want to pull them back there. If you could write comedy for any dead comedian, who would you want to write for? <laughs> That's good. Um, Mitch Hedberg. I oh, guess. wow. <laughs> Recently dead, but um, <laughs> that would be, I feel like, I mean, this has been said a million times, but Twitter is a bunch of people trying to do what Mitch Hedberg did so well, the yeah, one-liner thing. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it would be fun to just take a shot. Or, I mean, you know, Chris Farley would be amazing, too. Mitch Hedberg, though, I think yeah. would be, um, yeah, I'm used to writing those kind of one-liners now, so yeah. maybe I could try. Yeah, and also one-liners that definitely have that sort of, that twist of expectation right which i think is really rare and kind of the best of twitter because we all just we we pile on right obvious jokes and sometimes we're rewarded for it right because not everybody on twitter is a comedian comedy snob sometimes we do get rewarded yeah the obvious stuff sometimes do the best yeah Yeah. and you're like why is that my most popular thing it's not my favorite but then there's that beautiful sweet spot when you do a twist that is truly unexpected. Right. Like a Mitch Hedberg twist, which is like 10 miles from what people were thinking. Yeah. About. Yeah. That, yeah. To me, that absolute brilliant part of comedy where like I've put the two farthest apart things together and yet they make perfect sense right next to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody ever thought of it that way before. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, so next question. What would you rather be able to shoot out of your hands? <laughs> Balls of fire or print drink? <laughs> Man, he would save so much money with <laughs> Uh I know it's a tough one. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna go with balls of fire because I feel like if I can't eat cars, I could roast them with fire. <laughs> one way or another. Now I'm focused on this car yeah. thing now. And, yeah, and understandably. It's just too cool. But the inks would actually be more useful. Ink yeah. would be more useful in my actual life. Print drink would be really useful. It's also fun to think of just a crazy angry person getting out of their car and shooting print drink at another car. Like, <laughs> That's true. Get out of my way. Here's some magenta. Yeah, right. <laughs> you like cyan? <laughs> You're like going to be repainting your, <laughs> your Honda. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's a more fun way to punish yeah. somebody for being a jerk. Like but no, balls of fire. Balls of fire is good. Balls of fire is classic. Yeah. It's solid. Great balls of fire. <laughs> and the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Ooh. Happiness, happiness, happiness is reading a classic Peanuts from back when it was really good uh, and uh, sitting in a hot tub (laughs) uh, with a glass of whiskey and it's outdoors <laughs> and, and the air is very chilly. I think I thought of peanuts because they used to do the, the happiness is a whatever. Like oh, ha- yeah. happiness is a beagle. Happiness is a... Yeah. Uh, but I love peanuts and uh, it, it's sort of like a comforting place for me to yeah. sit down with a peanuts collection and just sort of immerse myself in it. Well, that's probably the most lovely uh, painting image of happiness that anyone has made. Oh, thank you. In a hot tub with whiskey <laughs> and good peanuts. Good peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, maybe that's a nice contrast to all the evil stuff I talked about. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.